Chef Mark Miller tells us food is about much more than what it's called or what it tastes like. The experience of food is an emotional experience. It's a social experience. It's a physiological experience. It's a psychological experience. It unifies to a great deal across different cultural traditions as an experience, he says. It exists at all these levels that have nothing to do with saying that this is an apple or an apple pie. That is already abstracted from our experience. It is not an apple pie. The only reason you want to eat it is not because it is an apple pie, but because it's something that you learn to love, that it reminds you of home or your grandmother or a diner or school. People need to go back and realize where the meaning of food comes from for them. In teaching people to think about food, Miller emphasizes, I teach people to not use language. Take a raisin, for instance. People would say it's sweet. Well, a raisin, when you bite down on it, is sweet in the beginning. It has a medium tempo and flavor. It becomes tannic on the edge, it gets a little bit juicier, and it gets highly accentuated sugars and a little bit dusty in the mid-palate over time. There's a certain intensity that goes up, and then the sweetness dies off, and then the tannin dies off, and what you're left with is a kind of seedy little bit of sweetness that follows through. Flavors are among the things most difficult to describe, and Miller finds it helpful to use musical analogies. We have polychrome paintings, and we have polyphonic music. In food, we have a tempo, we have a rhythm, we have a bass line. We have a note that goes here, we have another one that goes there, and we can start graphing these things. This is what's happening in our mouths. He says, with a piece of turkey, it's a protein, which is very flat. It doesn't have any highs or lows. Then we get something like a mole, which has got 20 or 30 different sensations simultaneously going on. And that's why sometimes people talk about the art of food. Chef Miller sounded a number of keynotes for a collection of culinary events and experiences planned in our region this weekend. We have a chance on Sunday night to view a documentary titled Julia. the French chef. The film follows the life and career of Julia Child, the story of the legendary cookbook author and television superstar who changed the way Americans think about food television, and even about women, using never-before-seen archival footage, personal photos, first-person narratives, and cutting-edge, mouth-watering food cinematography, the film traces Julia Child's surprising path from her struggles to create and publish a revolutionary mastering the art of French cooking to her empowering story of a woman who found fame in her 50s and her calling as an unlikely television sensation.
That film, Julia, is part of the continuing winter film festival at the Dietrich Theater in Tunkhannock. And we can see the film this Sunday, February 27th at 7 in the evening with other chances to catch the film March 1st, 5th and 9th at the Dietrich Theater, 60 East Tioga Street in Tunkhannock. And that's all part of the Winter Film Festival. Another food-related film in the festival to be screened is Hive. And that's a drama based on the true story of a woman who, like many others in her village, has lived with grief since her husband went missing during the war in Kosovo. In order to provide for her family, she pulls together the other widows in her community to launch a business selling food. That's Hive, and you can see that February 27th at noon, March 3rd and March 5th. All part of Winterfest at the Dietrich Theater in Tunkhannock for a whole list of all the films to be screened, 21 films in 21 days. You can check the website, and that's dietrichtheater.com, and that's D-I-E-T-R-I-C-H, theater, T-H-E-A-T-E-R.com, and Winterfest continues there through March 10th. There is an element of science mixed in with the culinary artistry of Alton Brown, who is scheduled to appear this evening at the FM Kirby Center in downtown Wilkes-Barre. The program is titled Alton Brown Live Beyond the Eats, and it will take place at 7.30. We're told Brown created a new form of entertainment, the live culinary variety show with his edible inevitable tour and Eat Your Science, and he will be in Wilkes-Barre this evening at 7.30. He says fans can expect more cooking, more comedy, more music, and more potentially dangerous science stuff. That's Alton Brown from the Food Network, the television personality, author, and star at the Food Network, and he will be at the FM Kirby Center for the Performing Arts at 7.30 this evening. KirbyCenter.org, KirbyCenter.org. brass band possibly mean at this time of year? The Luzerne County Historical Society invites us to celebrate Mardi Gras with Takeaway Fat Tuesday. It's a feast at the Westmoreland Club in Wilkes-Barre, Tuesday, March 1st. And the Historical Society is inviting us to choose from three entrees, blackened catfish with mask chou, sweet corn, bacon, and peppers, steamed broccolini and lemon beurblon, Cajun grilled skirt steak with mask chou, broccolini, and Louisiana sofrito sauce, or 
Vegan Seitan and Portobello Jambalaya with steamed broccolini and cauliflower dirty rice. The appetizer is chicken chorizo gumbo, and the dessert is brioche bread pudding with bourbon bourbon caramel sauce. It's the Luzerne County Historical Society, and today is the deadline for ordering. That's Takeaway Fat Tuesday, a feast presented by the Luzerne County Historical Society at the Westmoreland Club in downtown Wilkes-Barre, Tuesday, March 1st. Pick up from 4 to 6, but you need to order by today. And it's luzernhistory.org. Luzernhistory.org. At the start, Chef Mark Miller drew our attention to the unifying aspects of food across different cultural traditions, and there is an organization dedicated to exploring ways to bring peoples together, including through rich food traditions. Mary Kay Pieski's family has roots in Schuylkill County. She is a graduate of what is now Marywood University in Scranton, where she had a field of study that was music education. Dr. Pieski holds a Master of Music Education degree in piano pedagogy and a PhD in Cultural Foundations of Education from Kent State University. She has been actively involved in programs that teach English, American culture, and the arts to children all across Poland for over 25 years. This led her to co-found the Eagle Orgel Educational and Cultural Exchange, which continues to connect Americans and Poles through the language and the arts. We had a chance to speak by phone with Dr. Pajewski about the organization she's co-founded and this weekend's culinary event. Eagle Orzel, Orzel, O-R-Z-E-L, the Polish L letter, which is actually the, the Polish word for eagle. Educational and Cultural Exchange is exactly what it is. We're a nonprofit organization, and we're dedicated to creating and facilitating educational and cultural exchanges between the United States and Poland. And so that's what our mission is. We would like to introduce teachers and artists and students to learn about Poland and to firsthand, by obviously going to Poland, and to also develop intercultural sensitivity among both Americans and Poles as we travel this journey together. So that's our, our basic mission. And so we have several projects that we're involved in. We're involved in language camps that uh, are English immersion camps with a focus. One is the uh, Connecting and um, Americans and Poles Through Language and the Arts, which was my idea, obviously, from my background. And then my co-president, Dr. Teresa Wojcik, who is a first-generation Polish-American. She lives in the Ben Salem area, and also she's very connected to a lot of Polish organizations. But the one big thing that she does is, in addition to having a radio show, the Polka Party, uh, she's a DJ for that, but that's not her 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 most, I'd say, claim to fame is she is with the organization of the Shrine of Our Lady of Częstochowa, and she does all the organization of that big festival that happens over Labor Day weekend, and she's in charge of all the entertainment, and she's she's just wonderful. Her dad was uh, part of the Polish-American Strings Band, and her brother is part of that. Her mother's very involved in organizations in the Philadelphia area, and we just became really good partners, and we work together well. And so She's a professor at uh, Villanova University, 
Her project is leadership and civic engagements. That's kind of our anchors, the arts, and then also leadership and civic engagements. So we, we focus on those two with the emphasis in, in the English language. So that's, that's what we do. And each month you have activities or events that are related to cultural exchange or education. And this month it's culinary. Somewhere down the line I got this this idea that I was going to make punchki. And I can honestly say I gave it a try for five years in a row. Five years I failed. And finally last year, one of the students that I had met at one of the camps in 2001, she's now a young woman with her own family, says to me, you know, my aunt has a recipe that that doesn't fail. I was like, really? Give it to me, all right? So last year with my friends here, uh, actually Brooksy Bothwell, who I'm going to be doing the workshop with, and then my friend Jackie Brown-Williams has also come to Poland with me many times, is coming down from North Carolina, and we are going to present the art of Ponchki, because it is certainly an art to get this right. So it will be on Zoom, February 26th at 2 o'clock, and you can register online for that event. If you can't make that date and time, your registration fee will also enable you to get all the, the recipe and also the videos of us making the punchki and the preparation prior to the punchki of, you know, making the dough with the, the yeast, which is everybody's nightmare. <laughs> it's this yeast. We're using fresh yeast, which is not easy to come by in this part of the world, but we, we secured some of it and there's some other ingredients that if you're Polish, you know what, what they are that is not easy to come by, but we secured some of those, that one particular ingredient, and probably somebody else listening to this will laugh because they know exactly what I'm talking about. And so we do have that, and there's substitutions for these things if you can't get them, but we're going with the strict Warsaw recipe from my friend Tosha's aunt, and they came out perfectly last year, and, and I said, you know what? I'm ready to do this now. I failed five times. I know what went wrong every time, and I said, this is it. This recipe is foolproof. We're doing it. And so I offered it as the workshop for February. So I'm excited to be able to participate in that and to share all my flops, let's say, my cooking, baking, or it's not really baking, it's frying, but punchki is quite delectable in Poland, and they're not anything like the American donut at all. So if you see them in a box and they say punchki, They're probably not it unless you go to a real Polish deli that knows how to make them because they're very light and airy. They're just not a donut stuck with jelly. Are they connected with Lent or are they year-round? They're they're there year-round, let's put it that way. It's a staple of the Polish diet. You know, you can find them any day in Poland, but... For some reason, it's a big, a big to-do in Poland. It's actually on the Thursday before Ash Wednesday is the day they celebrate it. It's the end of the carnival season, which goes through the month of February. It ends on that Thursday before Lent. And then in the United States, it's Tuesday. We call it the day of Mardi Gras. My mom was Lithuanian. She used to call it um, Donut Day in Mahanoy City, which is kind of near you, too. My parents were from Mahanoy City, and so uh, I just remember her talking about Donut Day. So I guess it's that get rid of all the fatty lard and anything sugar so that you are going to begin your fasting during the Lenten season. Dr. Mary Kay Pajeski of the Eagle Orgel Educational and Cultural Exchange nonprofit organization dedicated to creating and facilitating educational and cultural exchanges between the United States and Poland. 
She is a co-founder, and she has been speaking with us a little bit about the organization and about the cooking demonstration that will take place tomorrow. That's February 26th at 2, online, on Zoom. And she said they take the production very seriously. They have professional lighting and cameras. And if you're able to sign up and you can't watch the event tomorrow, you can get a replay at a later date. And the website is eagle-orgel.org. Eagle is spelled E-A-G-L-E hyphen Orgel, O-R-Z-E-L dot org. And that's for a cooking demonstration. And that's hosted by the Eagle Orgel Educational and Cultural Exchange. And you will be able to see Mary Kay Pieski perform. And she will take us step by step so that we don't fail with this fail-proof recipe. The Eagle Orgel Educational and Cultural Exchange cooking demonstration tomorrow at 2 online. For more information and to sign up, eagle-orgel.org.